0: Okay, so we are sitting here with uh, Sherlyn Chong, who is a breakup, recovery, and dating coach for high-achieving women. And uh, let's just jump right into it. So Sherlyn, are there men who no one should date? And what are the warning signs? Well, one, number one thing where you know
1: is already is a red flag is the thought, I need to prove to him that I am worth it. And I need to show him that he's worth it. I mean, I know most people go into like uh, you know, all oh, oh, this toxic man, oh, when he ghosts you, you know, does really, doesn't really surface stuff. Uh, when you have a guy who isn't who isn't at a stable point in his life or even stable mentally, all right? they tend to be really intense. And then they tend to back off a little bit because of of things, you know, like things that are going on in their life. If, if those guys come in and they're and they're undergoing like a financial instability, for example, that's a really big one. Then they cannot see you right now, and then they're kind of really cold. That's not a situation for you to fix. That's the first thing that I have to tell all women here. That's not a situation for you to fix. You can be there for him. You want to be there for him because it will make you feel like shit if you were to walk away. If somebody said this. Um, she said i cannot keep setting myself on fire to keep somebody else warm you can turn on the heat to like 10% <laughs> okay <laughs> but that's that's the most you can do that's yeah. the most thing you can do because because his problems are not your problems when his problems become your problems and i know that's so romantic right i know like in twilight and fifty shades of grey to tell you all that crap
0: <laughs> so breakups so you are i mean you specialize in breakups which is uh i mean hats off to you that is a really hard thing to to deal with if i think back to, to past breakups for me i mean they are physically painful it is it is one of those times in your life where you feel like you're not yourself and you're cut off from you know the support of a partner but also from their entire uh, support system, right? So you're probably cut off from their family and their friends and It's just this entire group of people that is gone just in a swoop um, and it hurts. It hurts so much so, so what how do you recommend getting over an ex? So the first thing
1: that a lot of people don't know about getting over a breakup is that the very first thing that you have to do is not no contact It's not, it's not, you know, go and cry it out and date everybody on Tinder. It's not, right? It's not- You're doing your own (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's not grief and grief and grief until your heart is broken. No, it's none of those things. The first thing you should do in order to really get over your ex is determine that you can actually get over your ex. What I did once was I looked down at my feet. I was still standing. And I realized that in that moment, um, n- no matter what, even though everything was crashing down around me, you know, physically, metaphorically, figuratively, um, I still could stand. And I told myself, I'm not okay right now, but I will be. And that is the decision that you have to make, that you will be okay. And nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks about, about making yeah. a decision first, right? Mm-hmm you've lived this far, you've lived for years without knowing your ass, you can live again. There's nothing stopping you. Um, but the second thing I, I think that people should do, you know, other than no contact, you know, the, the, the breakup advice, no contact, to grieve it out, um, is to get what we call the overview effect. Now, this is not a popular breakup concept, if ever, but I, I'm a very fond of unpopular breakup concepts <laughs> because they work. Great. Yeah. The overview effect is basically changing your view, your perspective so profoundly that things that were once important to you are suddenly not important to you. So the overview effect is actually described by astronauts when they go into space. And from here, they are viewing the Earth, and they see this Earth as this fragile, tiny thing. And suddenly, all the arguments, they don't matter anymore. All the, all the painful stuff, it doesn't matter anymore. What matters is that the earth is just here, and it's just one tiny planet in the whole solar system. And that's how you have to see your life. Like It's so small, it's so beautiful, and so precious. What can you do in the time that you have been given? Go see the world, go go meet other people. There's so many more things to do, and your ex is just one tiny little person, a speck in your life that's not gonna matter, to you at all 5 years from now
0: that's a beautiful thing to to i think put it in perspective and and it's maybe i think why it's easier to get over a breakup that's your second or third breakup because you know that you know that you can be okay i feel like that you know at least for me that first breakup was so devastating even more than any of the others because i wasn't sure what would happen i wasn't sure that i could cope with it um and that's a really hard thing to think, but, but what you're saying is just to kind of zoom out and to see that there's so much else to your life. Um, and that, that in five years, like you said, it's, that's not going to matter. So that's a pretty powerful yeah. tactic. It is pretty
1: powerful. It is. And, and it really, uh, if I could insert in one more tip about yeah. getting over the ex, who is that person five years from now that you're going to make really proud of you right now, mm-hmm. you know, and that's amazing this you know who, who's that person have you ever thought of her even have you thought of how where, where she'll be if she could start right now okay, what can I do if he's no longer holding me back yeah no longer yeah having me to come in and fix things all the time hmm yeah
0: why do you think that high achieving women are drawn to, to fixing things mm-hmm. I think I answered my own question in that but what what is your what is your thought <laughs> I understand why you, you actually
1: answered your <laughs> own question, but um, because we love fixing things, yeah. we do. Um, you have perfectionism, and you also have empathy, hmm. right? So a lot of women that I talk to, they're always in these very caring positions. So they're doctors, right? They're nurses, they are teachers, very like vice principals and things like that, uh, really caring positions. And, and it's their empathy that got them there because they like to care, they want to spread their message, they want to do something for people. Okay? But your empathy also fucks you up. <laughs> so, <laughs> you give your empathy to the wrong people. And what you have to understand is that not everybody is deserving of your empathy. Hmm. But of course, in that you already feel guilty, that's the problem. You also have guilt, <laughs> right? which, is, which is a big part of why you are really driven. You know, a big part of why you do a lot of things that you do, there's a lot of guilt, and that is also a good, you know, a good career trait because it drives you. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can have the same output, but different reasons behind the output. So different reasons behind why we do what we do. A lot of the women who are watching this right now, a lot of you like to fix things, and that's why you're in the position where uh, which you which you are at. Um, but for other women, other high achieving women, um, they just they feel very satisfied with, with, this, with this amazing thing that they have. It's not driven by guilt, but driven by excitement, driven by, you know, I, I wanna make the world uh, uh, such a better, such, a, such an amazing place to live in. Um, but you, you know, the woman watching this, you're, you have to change your, your guilt-driven intentions to somebody who's really excited, really excited and really curious about it, and that's
0: how you're going to get over everything. Yeah, so with breakups, um, and I think I've heard this in Sex in the City, that the appropriate amount of time to get over an ex is half the time you dated. What do you think of that? Complete hot wash. <laughs> the, the reason why
1: people say that uh, to get over a breakup, it takes half the time, is because there's no strategy. What you're thinking of is, oh, just cry it out for half the time. So if you have a five year relationship, you cry out for two and a half years, <laughs> right? But the thing is that you're just crying it out. Then you're just talking to your therapist over and over again about your feelings and getting nowhere. You can apply the same things that you do in your work to your personal life. So that means you have a goal, right? You know, I, I'm not okay right now, but I will be, you have a goal. And then you have a strategy to get there. How will you get there? And each, each week, do you keep yourself comfortable? So for me, for me personally, I was off a um, a two-year relationship. And in 32 days, I got myself over it. Wow. Because every single day, right? Yeah, every single day. The first week, I was telling myself, okay, you got to cry. Do you have any more tears than you? Just cry because (laughs) at the end of this week, week, you're not allowed to cry anymore. And then the next week, it's like, okay, okay, girl, you got to go meet people. You got to go meet people. Get your ass out there. I know you don't want to, but you have to. Because, because it helps you feel connected to people, right? When we were, when we are being broken up with, um, there's this thing called ostracism, right? Like, you know, losing everything, like you said. So we separate ourselves from the pack. Um, you have to reconnect yourself back to society. And this is where the the, um, the half time to get over a breakup fails because they don't tell you to go, go reconnect back to society. They don't tell you about the mechanisms that happen, you know, the ostracism. Okay? And then the third week, I was telling myself, okay, do you still have any tears left to cry? Because this is um, like going back. You give yourself time to go back, that's grieving. Grieving, you think it's on a bell curve, but it's not. you hit, it's like a pinball machine, really. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then in the third week, you, you tell yourself, okay, is there anything else? Anything else I need to purge out? Anything else that I need to come to terms with, accept, grief? okay, okay, then I have to do that in the third week, okay? Or else, because the fourth week is when I really start to heal. I started adding in things that I loved back into my life. So what I was really doing was proving to myself that I could do all these things without his ass. <laughs> right. so, so just to give one example, like um, we really like to go hiking, for example, mm-hmm. right? So what do I do the first thing? You know, when I got over the breakup, right? Book myself on a hiking trip, show that I could hike without his ass. I don't need his thinking you know, cigarette, uh, uh, freaking matchsticks or like his freaking foldable tent or whatever. Right. Yeah. I could do that myself horribly, but I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, you're going to find
0: that, did I really need this guy? It's, it's such a structured way to look at something that I think feels like total chaos, you know? Yeah. So do you think there's any, um, dating mistakes that uh, most high-achieving women make now? So many. So many. Okay, top three.
1: Oh my God. Delete that Tinder app, girl.
0: Wait, what's wrong with Tinder?
1: <laughs> There's um, nothing wrong with Tinder. Um, the, the thing is, it, it starts to go wrong when you start replacing the acts with Tinder. When we have a breakup, we lose um, passion, we lose commitment, and we lose intimacy. Hmm. And these three components make up love, right? Passion, commitment, uh, commitment, intimacy. It's called the triangular theory of love. So so when we release that, we try to get it back through other people, especially on Tinder. But what we're really doing, we only can replace the passion at most. We then start to expect them to replace the intimacy and the commitment. And that's where it gets really dangerous. The second big, big mistake, right? is to immediately blame yourself for everything that happened. Most of the time, it wasn't what went wrong. It was what would have happened anyway. It was the best decision for you with the emotions and the knowledge that you had back then. You cannot blame yourself for it. The third thing is, of course, you have to stop kind of analyzing the relationship again and again and again. So when
0: you are ready to start dating again, are there things that you recommend to kind of get back that intimacy, Uh, part of the triangle well hugs hug more people right hug more people show
1: your friends that you care for them a lot of the people who are missing the intimacy in their lives they don't have enough friendships and the problem is the reason right the reason why they don't have enough friendships is because for those five years four years whatever two months this guy was your whole world and and all your friendships you just let fall apart you didn't maintain them now is a very good time to go out and maintain your friendships and tell people how much you treasure them because those people are going to be your people. This was actually uh, a, a quote by Medea and, and she said that uh, in my life I categorize people in, in the form of a tree. The leaves are really flaky people, they were, you know, wind blows, they're over here and sometimes that's your axe, right, really flaky. And sometimes it's the branches of the tree where it could be anywhere from a twig to a really solid branch. And sometimes that solid branch could be like your five-year relationship, but it, it, was still, it was still meant to break anyway. The only thing that really matters is the roots of the tree where these people are really strong and they're going to be with you throughout your whole life, no matter what. Your task is to find those people, the roots. You know, Clearly it's not your ex, your ex was a branch.
0: Right. So find the roots, reconnect back, and find intimacy from there. So that's yeah. a beautiful thing to end on. So thank you so much, Shirlin. That was so helpful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me.